Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hugh Spotlight. We have some great entertainment for you. It's going to be super fun. Right, James? <laughs> yep, the shirt doesn't lie. <laughs> and he's all dressed up tonight. He's got top hat and the uh, beautiful suit jacket on. And uh, we're talking music, but I think music generally, uh, generally for a younger crowd yeah, yeah. I sort of was slip, slipping into doing novelty music for a long time. And uh, it started with a Christmas record, then there was a Halloween record, and then, um, and then my aunt Beatrice, Beatrice Mosignier, gave me a kid's book to turn into an album. And that was, oh, that was during the pandemic at some point, a couple years ago. And we, so we made this album called Unusual Friendships. And so this is a story about a rat and a cat, and they jig, and they, they start this jigging band and tour the world. And it kind of got me into the kids' stuff a little bit more, <laughs> which led into Super Fun, which is, what, super fun. which is what I'm all about now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so James Culleton, uh, so many things, um, a sculptor, a designer, furniture maker, uh, also a a great dad and musician and now kids music what is it about kids music that has made an impact on you because you've done so much yeah I think for me if as a visual artist the crossover into music seems to be kids music like the kids the kids like the visuals they like things like just over-the-top stuff and and I found that the songs that I was writing were about how to make music, how to make art, uh, what are you going to be when you grow up, uh, you know, and about science and dinosaurs and outer space and all that stuff too. Um, and then when I made the song, then I could also like, I'd laugh about it because they're kind of funny, right? Um, and then I make music videos. I've been doing a music video like every Tuesday, which I call Views Day Tuesday. Um, and I've been doing that for, t I've got 10 weeks in a row I've done videos. Wow. And and we did some crazy ones too. We had this one song called Zoom Zoom. It's about this this spaceman. He's looking for a place to live. So he's in the Mil Milky Way galaxy, looking around for his planet, right? And tries all the planets. And you know, it's raining diamonds on Neptune. Like you don't want to live there. Well, it's I don't know. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Um, and so we ended up building a full-size spaceship and landing it at the Forks in, during the winter. 
And uh, it was just, it's, I think this medium has allowed me to uh, express myself and, and realize that there are really no mistakes with this kind of thing. It's, you just, you just do what you got to do and it, it feels good. And that is the beauty though of kids. They're so uh, open and receptive to anything. Whereas as you get older and become adult, you get your ways, right? The music that you want to listen to, the music that you hate. And for musicians or artists, you know, they struggle with that daily, right? With the bashing and everything. But here, like you said, oh, there's no right and wrong. I kid, or, no? I kid you not. There oh. are some kids that are <laughs> oh, critics. I was oh playing a God. show at the uh, Maple Syrup Festival in McCreary. And I was getting to the end of my show. The ki you know, a couple of kids had been there, the whole thing, which is great. And one of them yells out, how many more songs? <laughs> and I'm like, I look at my set list. I'm, I think there's two. And, and, and the kid's like, oh, good. Thank goodness. And, and then I looked at my set list again. And there were actually three. And I said, oh, no, there are three. And you hear this groaning, like, oh, no. And, and, but I think you have to be because they're so critical you kind of have to be on it you have to be on them and make and and make a connection mm -hmm. like it's not yeah. i think some of my older music maybe i was performing the songs and i wasn't really um i was trying to find a heartfelt connection sometimes but it wasn't about entertaining that person right there mm -hmm. and and i found that with kids that's super important you've got to engage them because they don't oh. their attention spans you know like you've mm. got to keep it <laughs> Keep it hopping, and that's yeah. what super fun. Actually, when we recorded it, the song, the last song, uh, is written by uh, Roger Roger Malo, mm -hmm. and uh, he uh, he he knows how to write a pop song. Mm -hmm. And we were in the studio, you know, working on the last song of the day, and everyone's kind of tired. And I play super fun, and wow, it, everyone's just like Grant Siemens got a guitar and created this riff. And it just blew everyone's hair back. And it became the title track, that moment. And uh, at the end of the day, when you had no energy left, super fun, like, brought you back to life. Well, it sounds like all of the people that are you're playing with are having super fun, too. Oh, like yeah. Talking about the, all these musicians. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Grant Siemens, mm -hmm. I've been playing with him, like, ever since I started playing, you know, I was in my 20s. And um, he actually helped me produce this one. And so you can tell he sort of, um, um, his touches on it. And, uh, and musically, it's, it's music that adults will enjoy too. Like it's got yeah. some really good hooks. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and then just the musicians, like, of course, uh, you know, if I'm doing a project like this, okay, I need, I need a theremin player. Well, that's Carrie Latimer, right? So yes. she wanders in. <laughs> um, I need someone to make spaceship sounds. Well. That's Al Simmons. So <laughs> there you have Al Simmons in the studio swinging a spring on a can, making this spaceship noise where, where Carrie's playing theremin and trying not to get hit in the head with this thing. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was really easy to record because it was, it's fun, you know? It's like, it's, oh not, too, it's not too weighted. I mean, there mm -hmm. are songs that have, like, that talk about science and ask questions. And, you know, there's a song about water. Mm -hmm. and its importance and but it's still funny it's like how how would you eat macaroni without water it would be crunchy you know and <laughs> very important important facts about h2o yeah. oh my goodness well and let's talk about the the two years past i guess you had a lot of time to kind of formulate this or 
Yeah, I mean, once once the unusual friendships came out, then um, then I got into the studio with Super Fun, mm -hmm. and um, the songs just sort of came to me. Like I I kind of knew what I wanted to talk about. I had a few other people write a couple songs too, um, and then actually in the past year, I popped out another album that hasn't been released yet. Ooh. Uh, big songs for a small world, oh, and wow. these are all the hits. Like these, <laughs> like sandwiches, manamana. Uh, three is a magic number. Counting feathers. Like these are all the hits. My favorite kid songs, um, yeah. but it hasn't been released yet. It's uh, I'm saving it because Super Fun is. We're charging out with Super Fun right now. Okay, so Super Fun first, uh, but I do like the the biggest hits. James' biggest hits. Yes. Oh yeah, big songs, <laughs> big songs for songs. a small world. Yes, big songs for yeah. a small world. Now the mm -hmm. Super Fun. We we've ordered the uh, vinyl, mm -hmm. so that's on the way. That'll be here in October. We did a Kickstarter. It was a super success. Wow. Um, and I also put out a coloring book. And this has, it's a coloring song book. It has all the songs and the lyrics if you want to sing along. Mm -hmm. and, and I've drawn, I did a bunch of little drawings. That's, that's my son when Aww. he was just tiny. Now he's, <laughs> he's taller than me. Um, <laughs> me in a spacesuit. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, at shows, I hand out these books or, or pages yeah. and crayons and stuff. And uh, there's even a couple songs where I have this one song called uh, uh, What Should I Paint? What Should I Draw? Yeah. And in the song, I'm like talking about how daunting the blank canvas is. Mm -hmm. And I'll hold this one note and I'll draw a person as I'm singing it. And when I'm done, like I do the blind contra drawing, when I'm mm -hmm. done, I show it to them. And... Uh, Hopefully it looks like them. <laughs> <laughs> I know that when in kids, kids who are critics, one time I did that and I turned it to the person to show them and they're like, no, you know, <laughs> and, and they cried. No. no, and the trick there was I, I asked the person's name. I wrote it underneath and I said, well, it must be a portrait of you now. It has your name on it, right? Like that's the oh. other trick. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You do have a way with kids. You missed your <laughs> calling. But you know what? Uh, you're working with Al Simmons. That must have been great. Or is yeah. great. He's been, he was my, on my Halloween album when we did Thriller, he was my Vincent Price. Oh, um, yes. In, uh, on the Unusual Friendships, I had a, a cat and dog chase in the studio, and he was the barking dog. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then in this super fun one, like mm -hmm. he was, he was waves of water. He was, uh, he was spaceship noises. He, like he just, he plays banjo on here too. So, and I just try to hang out with him as much as I can. And he, he calls it therapy. I call it mentorship. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I think so. I know. So, I mean, this, the sky's the limit on, on this. Do you think this will be something that will progress? You'll keep on doing it? Or James will morph into something else? Well, you never know. I mean, and that's the thing. I try to encourage everybody to keep trying new things and, mm -hmm. and uh, experiment, right? And so... Um, I've had a couple songs. I've, I've jotted down already for what I think might be the next record. Uh, one of them came to me in a dream. It was a, it was like it's a back, a, it's called the backwards song. And it's, oh. uh, you know, what, are, what do you call the words that are like, you can say them forwards and backwards? You know, oh, uh, I know. Pal palindromes, maybe? It could be, it's I, yeah. Taco Cat, like you can say <laughs> yeah. that both ways. So I think that's the key is to add that into this backwards song. But 
that's next album. You don't want to oh. hear about that. You want to hear about Super Fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Super Fun, definitely. Uh, this summer, you're going to be touring so we can hear Super Fun and see it with the big band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Winnipeg Folk Fest is confirmed. Wow. I'm sure I'll be out at the Harvest Sun Festival in Kelwood. Um, I'll be out in uh, Clearwater for the Harvest Moon. Um, and I'm doing a string of library shows. Oh, Yeah, I got cool. a, a handful of shows there, which I'm kind of excited to play a library. I don't know if you, you, do you, you play it quiet? Or yeah. I don't yeah. really know. Like, you have the librarian shaking her finger at you. Yeah. Be quiet. Well, you could always draw a picture of her and, or him. <laughs> Sure, yeah, <laughs> I know. could do, could do. Uh, well, that's so, so much fun. And uh, you know what? It's just, if you kind of look at your whole career, James, and everything that you've done, I know everything has, a, has a, I guess, you know, a purpose. But where do you see this right now with kids' music fitting into your life? Well, uh, I know my teenagers don't want to have anything to do with this stuff, no. although my uh, youngest uh, son, Finn, designed the cover. So oh, brilliant. Sweet. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we need, we need joy. We need, you know, mm -hmm. things that are happy things, funny things, especially now. And, uh, and I think going forward, um, I've always liked things that made me laugh as far as songs, and I've sort of collected them over the years. Um, and I think, I mean, I have been listening to this band called Sparks, which is, they're out of the UK, and they're like a synth pop band, and they're super absurd and funny. So, <laughs> and then, then my buddy has a bunch, of, a bunch of synthesizers, so I don't know. I mean, uh, you, I know so many musicians in the city that it's easy and fun to get together with yeah. friends and make yeah. a record, yeah. but a synthesizer album might be something. So I've been toying with that idea, but I'm not really sure. Well, it sounds super cool, so maybe that's the next album. But you are going to play us some songs. You know, you're not leaving tonight without For sure. a sample. I'm sure there's some kids still up and, you know, checking it, things out on the computer. And mm -hmm. hopefully uh, they'll really like Super Fun and all of that. Um, so we're going to take a short break. And uh, James Culleton will be back live. But right now we're going to go to an interview with a Irishman now in Canada. And he's a singer-songwriter. And his name is Emmett. Hey, how you doing, Emmett? Welcome to the hey. Hugh Spotlight. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Yes. It's, a, it's a great way to spend a Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just pretend that there's a spotlight on you. You're on stage. You're back <laughs> performing in front of an audience, and all is good. So I think that's how 2022 is going to start off with. Anyways, when you get back to performing. But um, you have a very interesting backstory. Uh, you're in Calgary, but you're definitely not born in Calgary, correct? <laughs> That's correct, yeah. I'm from, I'm from Derry in the north of Ireland, and I moved to Canada in mid-June last year, so in the middle of all the hotel quarantines and two-week quarantines and constant COVID tests. So it's been an interesting couple months, but it feels like things are slowly coming back to normal, and uh, it feels like life in Calgary is reaching its, uh, I'm starting to feel more and more comfortable. So uh, <laughs> smooth sailing from here, hopefully. 
Okay, so please tell me you didn't close your eyes and put your finger on a map of the world and it <laughs> landed in Canada, Calgary. I mean, it could have gone a little bit more to the right and you could have landed here in Winnipeg and then I would have gone, you're crazy. <laughs> but Calgary, Alberta, what was the Calgary, enticement? Alberta. Um, you so you wanted I, to, yeah. Sorry. You wanted to become a cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I've ever considered being a cowboy before this point. Uh, the first thing I bought was a cowboy hat, though, so uh, that's clearly the direction I'll be going in after a few years here. But uh, I have a few friends that are were living out in Calgary, still are, but uh, I managed to go out with my partner, uh, Charlie, right before the pandemic in September 2019. And at the time, we were both living in London, England, working as journalists, and uh, the the culture was just quite different. I felt like there was a really like uh, live to work culture in England that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with. Um, and here, it's just completely different. Like the the food culture is different, the drink culture is different. People do their work and then don't obsess about it overnight and lose sleep over it. Um, yeah, I, I got here in September 2019. And we were here for about nine days. And that was enough for me to have the hard sell. Yep, I'll, I'll move here for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Just two years you're giving yourself? Or you, or... Um, so I'm currently on a, on a working visa. So okay. I have two years here at least. And then I can apply for PR. And then if PR goes well, I can apply for citizenship. But that's all uh, quite far down the line. I think that's after like five or six years. So oh. uh, playing it playing it by ear for the minute. <laughs> okay, and no pun intended, play it by ear. So you come by music, <laughs> music then has always been a part of your life? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm from a, a very musical family. My brother is, uh, he's a seminarian in America and he is the director of like a, a choral chant and like he's, he's a very very talented man and um yeah growing up we were always interested in music uh he's a little bit older than me so whenever he first got a guitar and was reaching a stride in terms of his talent i was like well i've got to pick up a guitar now as well so uh yeah the i guess sibling rivalry has done wonders for us <laughs> <laughs> okay so songwriting though and storytelling i think is mm -hmm. one of your strong points and you did mention that you were a journalist so I guess that comes part and parcel. Yeah, well, I uh, so I studied uh, creative writing in Belfast, and that was a really good experience for me. I always kind of wanted to be a journalist, mostly because I thought that creative writing wasn't a viable career choice at the time, which is a very silly thought when I look back. But uh, <laughs> yeah, initially I was like, right, so journalism, being able to like write things as a matter of fact and critically and stuff. But creative writing helped me to really like, open that up. And uh, so I tried poetry for a while and eventually realized that, you know, the poetry that I was trying to write uh, was really just more of a, like lent itself to music very well. Um, so that was, that was kind of the nucleus of where my music uh, started to come from. Uh, and I took myself really seriously with it and then eventually realized that, uh, you know, the, the more you let, let loose and try and lean into a bit of humor or satire or something, uh, it just gives things a completely different energy. It's you don't have to be so serious all the time, you know. But um, being able to write like that or be able to convey something without it being too dramatic 
is something I've really been working on recently. So we'll see how that pans out. <laughs> well, you know what, that certainly is refreshing. And if you kind of look at what's happening in the world today, um, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, I was thinking too, I mean, leaving your home of Belfast, and of course that has been a hotbed of religious, war, you know, you name it, politics. And, you know, a lot of singers have, and songwriters have written about it and, you know, I guess voice their opinions. When you say you kind of like to not be dramatic, put that edge of humor in it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much of Emmett wants to come out in those songs and make a statement? <laughs> uh, I, I would say I'm a pretty political person, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> so I, I try and address things in, in ways that uh, kind of like skirt away from the obvious approach. Uh, a good example would be I have a song called J.J. Johnston, and it's really a, a song about the the pandemic but it's it's more of a love song it's about my neighbor back home and he's a hairdresser so he had to close the shop during the pandemic and uh yeah he he got in touch with me and he was like can you write something about this and at the time i was like it's such a weird thing to ask it's a it's a straight like oh can you can you write a song just kind of based on based on this thing that's happening uh <laughs> so i was like i was feeling a little bit strange about it and i was like well i might as well try it see what happens and about 40 minutes later i had the final version of the song um it kind of made me realize i could play with things in a certain way i kind of i try and address some of the politics in Ireland a tiny bit in a song of mine that's like called i am a bomb technician if you see me run and try to keep up <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's very much it's a similar thing of like even the title is a wee bit tongue-in-cheek mm -hmm. it's, it's far too long to be a title and uh the song kind of skirts on ideas of like living in england and coming back to ireland and england doesn't really feel like home but then whenever you go to ireland it's just you've got to like see everyone again and go to the local pub and meet all the people that you went to school with that you don't really remember the name of anymore but remember you had really strong feelings about it at the time so yeah, I, I think uh, stuff like that is always fun to uh, try and address. And uh, yeah, it's not necessarily like the, the heaviest topics of politics, but it's enough to feel political, which is quite nice sometimes. Well, and that's so interesting because it seems like the Irish, they just have a hard time letting things go. And the past <laughs> is so important. Whereas you come over yep. to North America, the past is, well, pff, that was 10 seconds ago. I'm on the, you know, the next 20 seconds of life. Forget about the past. It's what's coming tomorrow and the next thing and the next thing after that. How yeah, do you, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Where do you fit in? <laughs> um, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting question. I like to think I'm a bit of an old soul, which uh, in my head kind of translates to I'm quite cynical. So I do hold on to grudges probably longer than I should, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's something that uh, I'm 
trying to work on i don't have the best memory in the world so it's really just the things i can remember <laughs> and then if, it, if it's not worth remembering then it's it's on to the next thing <laughs> <laughs> well typical songwriter okay and yeah. <laughs> so that moves me now a nice segue to i had to write this down the chelsea hotel is closed until further notice yeah the chelsea hotel is closed until further notice okay the, the title's getting a little bit smaller there emma but okay <laughs> um story behind this one um so i am a big leonard cohen fan mm -hmm. and the i was trying to work with the idea of like a visual prompt which isn't something i usually do and i came across a self-portrait of leonard cohen from i guess like the 70s or 80s i think it was in france or maybe it was in germany um but he it's a self-portrait of him and he's wearing a hat and he looks quite sad and the caption is one of those days where the hat doesn't help and i was like that's that's kind of a funny thing because i feel like everyone like for example if i'm having a bad day i'd probably try and dress a little bit nicer just to feel a wee bit more like myself but uh it's not something that's discussed so i felt like the fact that someone else had that kind of approach to things uh was quite funny to me so i wanted to explore that the song gets a little bit uh more introspective as it goes on and it, it gets quite dramatic but in a way that i think is kind of like campy you know it's 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 over the top it has uh, a melodica in it which is like a keyboard that you have to blow to play it's it's all quite um yeah i was thinking like parisian bohemian um and just as the the icing on the cake because leonard cohen of course has his famous song chelsea hotel number two i uh did go to New York a couple of years ago to specifically I took a day and I was like I'm gonna go see the Chelsea Hotel with my partner and uh yeah it was close for renovations so <laughs> I thought that was quite funny <laughs> I like and it would be so like you just like to tear the door down and just go in and take a tour <laughs> anyways <laughs> that's it yeah it, it was it was definitely that kind of like that irony and that was before Leonard Cohen died as well. And I kind of feel like the idea of the doors being closed was kind of like the end of that era of um, folk music as I see it. And mm -hmm. uh, so as someone who's uh, just about to bring out their debut album, Carlin's Farm, yes. on April 8th, uh, I felt like it was, it was a good time to appreciate uh, the music that I grew up listening to. Um, I think the first vinyl that my mom ever bought growing up was a Leonard Cohen album. And so it's always been part of my life. So I wanted to kind of have like a, a tribute to that, but also in a really cheeky way, kind of um, harness the idea of me being involved in a new era of folk music. Because apparently I have that kind of ego these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently so. And you're starting it in all places, Calgary. Did anybody uh -huh. tell you Calgary isn't the hotbed of folk music? But <laughs> uh, it sounds like you don't go for the easy way. So, oh, no, um, I never have. <laughs> yeah, you know, folk music with a cowboy hat and an Irish accent. I think you got it covered, Emmett. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you. that's, you know, no, it's pretty exciting. And if you kind of think of it, you can do anything. You can have any sound, right? Because I like to think so. Everybody um, is, yeah. It's quite interesting. I feel like a lot of artists uh, do try and lean into like the idea of creating a song on an album that is like the commercial song. And 
I, with my album, I like, I funded it all myself. I kind of went into it like, well, if I never get to do this again, I want to be able to say I tried everything. So it is a, a bit of a hodgepodge of an album in places, but uh, it's, it's definitely not something where I, I thought about what happens next. I really just wanted this to be like its own, its own little thing in a lot of ways. So. Well, we can hardly wait to hear it. Uh, you are going to play a song and congratulations on your debut album. Thank you so much, Steve. Yes, so okay. the song, the song I was going to play mm -hmm. is a single that I'm bringing out um, at the time of this recording. I'm bringing it out in three days time, which is quite daunting. I'm bringing it out on a Wednesday. I've never brought out music on a Wednesday before. Uh, it just <laughs> felt like the right thing to do, just to see what happens. And uh, I actually kind of, I didn't steal the song, but I stole the song title from my friend who the song was about. So. I'm sure you forgive me. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, am I okay to play it now? Okay, yeah. And what's the song called? The song is called Sticky Floor Serenade. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, it only has four words. That's a good one. <laughs> that was three words. <laughs> three words, yeah. Three words. So they're getting shorter and shorter. There's one song in the album that only has one word in it. Amazing. <laughs> Innovation, it's crazy what musicians are doing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, here's the song. I really hope you like it. I took a train right to your house to sit on a bean bag whilst that about. the stage where we are at our age we get off our faces in the time she'll go and paint the time Parts of rain. I light a flag and it melts away. If you're Jack White, does that mean I'm mad? And you call out that's an awful thing they say. say what an awful thing tackled by the birds so I dance into Apache you threw up in the taxi by the traffic lights and I was in the back seat when Phoebe turned and asked me, will you take care of Patty? Cause I not stick around. So I took a train right to your house. Tried to keep up without passing night. 
there's no rest for a man in a snakeskin dress. Hi there, everybody. All right, I'm James Culleton. I'm going to play you a couple songs from my, uh, my latest record. It's called Super Fun. There's T-shirts available. There's coloring books. I think we're going to do a giveaway, uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, So here's a couple songs. This first one's called uh, Believe It or Not, and uh, it's sort of my take on, on how I feel about science and how it's sort of a... Um, it's ever-changing, you know, you're always re-hypothesizing. So, uh, here we go. All right? Okay. <clears throat> Sixty million years ago, dinosaurs walked the earth In the Mesozoic era for what it's worth over 700 species, that's what I heard At first we thought they were reptiles, now we think they're birds Believe it or not, that's what science is like You hypothesize and you check if you're right And science is right, until it's not Then we make new predictions based on what we've been taught Brontosaurus was my favorite of the dinosaurs The long-necked, long-tailed thunder lizard who could ask for more In 20,003 we decided it didn't exist But in 2015 the dinosaur is back on the list Believe it or not, that's what science is like You hypothesize and you check if you're right And science is right until it's not Then we make new predictions Based on what we've been taught Alright, here's another one The Tyrannosaurus Rex is another case in point At first we thought it was loud and fast And ruled the joint With a little more research We found out something new It's slow and rumbles low And has pretty colors too Believe it or not yeah, that's what science is like You hypothesize and you check if you're right And science is right Until it's not Then we make new predictions based on what we've been taught <laughs> This is where there's a clarinet solo usually Then you check if you're right And science is right Until it's not Then we make new predictions Based on what we've been taught All right. Is Pluto a planet? And why do we dream? Is there more to life than just you and me? Is it nature or nurture? How did life begin? Will we ever travel through time and will the Jets ever win? Huh. Believe it or not, that's what science is like. 
You hypothesize and you check if you're right and science is right until it's not. <laughs> All right. So that's my science song. Now, <clears throat> um, coincidentally, this next one I wrote for um, uh, an egg farmer. He's a friend of mine, Gilles, Gilles Maguette. And um, I was at his place out in St. Rose de Lac, and uh, we had this we had this moment. I was just jokingly making this song. And uh, so next thing you know, like a year later, I, f I finished it, and I sent it to the ar egg farmers of Manitoba. And uh, they are putting, a, they're giving us a budget to make a video. So next week, me, Leif Norman, Curtis Weeb, we're all headed out to uh, St. Rose to film a video about eggs. So now this song is like, I just figured out, it's kind of like, I've been everywhere, man, but it's about eggs. So there are lots of lyrics. I'm going to try to get them all correctly and also put this kazoo solo in here. So we'll see how it goes. But hey, kids, no mistakes, you know? You just go for it. Just give it a try. All right, here we go. Many ways that I like to eat some eggs. It really cracks me up that a chicken laid them. There are many ways I found I'm not yoking around. So many exciting ways to eat an egg. You can have them over hard, over soft, over medium in an omelette, scrambled basted. You can Try them assured, you could try them fried, or in a nice hash or up sunny side. There are many ways that I like to eat some eggs. It really cracks me up that a chicken laid them. There are many ways I've found I'm not yoking around. So many exciting ways to eat an egg. You can have green eggs, sticking eggs with sausage or bacon in an omelet or hash or benedict you're making. You try them in a pancake or maybe even in a milkshake. There are many ways that I like to eat some eggs. It really cracks me up that a chicken laid them. There are many ways I've found I'm not yoking around. So many exciting ways to eat an egg. All right. Trials of coquette, creme brulee, wavel, strand, cheryls, or sauce, or traps, cotchets. Have you tried your egg Spanish fried? Cayotse is an omelet that's Thai. Thai magoyakis, an egg log that's Japanese. Migos is good if you've got some cheese. Shaksuka is a Tunisian dish. Quack quack fried quail eggs if you wish. Creamed egg custard is a dish from China. Menemen is from Turkey, and there's nothing finer. There are many ways that I like to eat some eggs. It really cracks me up that a chicken laid 
them There are many ways I've found I'm not yoking around So many exciting ways to eat an egg Yeah, so many exciting ways To eat an egg Remember kids, eggs are an excellent source of vitamin D And on that note, oh my goodness, you crack me up. Oh, and that's no excellent. yolk. I know, excellent. I know. Hey, wouldn't you know it? All right, so kids, like uh, James promised, we have a super fun prize package. We have the super fun coloring book, and we've got the CD, super fun, and I'll let you do the next one. Yeah, we got big songs for a small world, unreleased, but also awesome. And then Unusual Friendships, which is a nice story about a cat and a rat who start a band. Okay. So, kids, all you have to do are maybe get your parents, send an email to hello at ilikehugh.com and leave your name and telephone number and your, also your email so we can get a hold of you. All right. Good luck. And thank you, James. Thank you. It has Always been a pleasure. super fun, super fun. Go out and get it. Go and hear them, Winnipeg Folk Fest. I think that would be the best place to see James. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us here on Hugh Spotlight and we'll see you in two weeks time with Desiree Dorian and Dave Wazalu. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.